Why, hello. Learned what a performance indicator was. And I have found that many people can assume things and they can make assumptions about who you are based on what you've purchased and what you've bought and what you've spent your money on and that's only part of your whole self and choosing to be a hermit and I don't know that that's the case. I guess when you don't necessarily feel as though life is going the way you would like it to go, it, for me, becomes really easy to be on my own and by myself. And... That's not easy when it's a forced situation, like we're in with COVID. Have had some challenging times with communication overall. And that to me is like very, very difficult. when it comes to your child in your family situation you just want to say can you hear what I'm saying and understand and no one can really understand your feelings I've come to realize that And try and listen and empathize, but we are all designed quite differently from one another, and we don't necessarily have the capacity to understand why somebody feels the way they do. Like our friends. And so, being transparent. Just be transparent. And the truth is that, you know, after many years of not having the void filled, what was a person going to do? when an opportunity arose to, you know, have an affair 
Now, I need to be quite honest in that there was never an ounce of infidelity during my whole marriage. Didn't even want to look at anybody, really. And the idea of marriage, I believed in it. We had a pretty easy friendship for a long time. And going into it, my idea of marriage uh, wasn't really one of a negative place, even though I had been a child from divorce. And it was... Just kind of easy. Until it wasn't. Going through multiple iterations of Doubt and experiencing a very difficult time. Here I was planting gardens and doing organic cooking, taking care of someone, to get them back on a path of recovery. Um, Forgiveness came pretty easy. I forgive people pretty quick. I know a lot of people have done done me really badly in life. And when it is your partner, um, it took a while. But it was something that was hard to forget. And it wasn't easy to not only just accept... what was happening in the realm of non-restorative intimacy in a marriage. But it mostly had to do with not quite understanding why that part was missing to begin with. And I think when you start to look at what we have in society where, you know, people are really putting themselves out there in ways that are very promiscuous and you can 
basically get a date from anywhere now. And if you're lacking and you don't know how to communicate or what you want from your partner, because that just doesn't seem right to ask for something unusual or odd or weird and perversion of what we have in society today about what sex is supposed to be and what it is supposed to look like for people. Uh, I think we have somewhere in the realm of, yes, it's really uh, exciting to go get a haircut and stare at someone's body the whole time and in in many places that's a healthy thing um, for no one including marriages and so we have this society that's based upon you know this unattainable um, daily exhibition of flesh everywhere that you know if you're not doing that at home um, don't you care and I don't know I was never really that uh, despondent about my own self and didn't think negatively about myself in that way but because there was this dynamic of not knowing what the reason was that that part did not exist uh, you know it's easy to look out and say oh well it must be because I'm not that or I'm not um, so excruciatingly beautiful that someone would want to um, partake in that part of a marriage. Especially when people in your life think that you are funny and beautiful and gorgeous and awesome and over and over again you feel that way about yourself and for some reason it's not coming into your life with your partner I think that there is a real uh, generalized psychological thing in our society, especially when men and women are in a relationship long term, that those things they get boring. Especially when you can see other more exciting things happening on around you. And those, you know, 
hormonal things that, that we associate with pleasure are everywhere. And so our minds are, are made to think that, that that's normal and that is what is acceptable and that is what we should have. And it happened in my relationship. And then after a long, long period of wondering what could I possibly do to have this in my life and why couldn't I have it with the person I love the most... that's when things started to break down and especially after thinking about life and what it is and what it is supposed to provide for us be honest I mean a healthy Healthy sexual life is important for overall longevity and health in a marriage. It really is. And I would keep saying that. Like, you do realize, like, this is the important thing in our our lives. And... And not with screaming or yelling... But really trying to get down into it. And it wasn't until I started to receive attention. That. That sense and feeling of. Yeah you really are a good looking woman. And you are an attractive person. And someone else would want to be with that. Did I start to get a sense of. Oh a little bit of excitement there. And so as that was culminating and my you know self-esteem was rising I started to say, well, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh No. I have gone without for so long I don't even want that with you anymore. myself on that other end of the spectrum and going out of my way to look and feel really good 
And when that happened, I was attracting a lot. And it was like stranger things, you know. And this ideology in my head about love and what I thought love was and what it could be. And the music. The music. I remember, you know, having things popping up all over the place of new music that, you know, was really designed to just make me in my head about this idea, the music. I remember taking a trip down to Nashville after I had uh, briefly cheated and in the experience of that and knowing it was wrong and that, you know, it was time to let that go. I was experiencing this overwhelming, uh, you know, thing with music. People were sending me music, and I remember uh, traveling to the South to see family with my husband. And I hadn't said anything at this point. I hadn't admitted or that I had done what I had done. And this song kept playing everywhere I went. And over and over and over again. And that combined with uh, being told that music was very important synchronistic event. I was overwhelmed with intrigue by like was I manifesting this and why was this coming into my life over and over and over again 
to remind me of this experience that I had had and what did it mean and and was there love there and and so it was very pervasive it was very pervasive and it had a huge impact on my perception of how to think about this experience more so than any other experience because I have had you know I had had relationships in the past where this had not happened you you turn to music yourself and you pick the music you actually want to hear to make you feel better about a breakup or an experience with another person Uh, so this time it was extremely powerful and manipulative in the way that I look at it now I feel it was very manipulative and uh, a little disingenuous really I don't know I have this belief that you are capable of projecting your own energy and light out into the world and what you think and feel and what your thoughts are they do come back but um, I've always been that way and this was different and so and at the time I had really kind of just been educated on these things and I was overwhelmed with this capacity to tap into this energy that I had not known how to tap into before. And so with that, um, I was taught those things and the music was really just custom designed to take me away to that place that I felt I deserved to be in after a long period of drought. And so after a certain amount of time and almost a year had gone by with just stuff coming in and, oh, you you know, you love this person. Oh, and All these fantastical, crazy things were happening in my life. 
And so... It ended abruptly and I felt like, okay, we can let this pass and resume my life and... None will be the wiser for it. And I will have had the experience of knowing that I was still alive and I was still wanted in physically viable human being and could move on from that. And as more and more became clear and I talked to friends about it pretty openly... It was, okay, well, you did what you did, and now what? You're still back to the same place you were in your marriage. And I had had friends who said, well, he'll have to, maybe has to lose you in order to realize that he loves you. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. And almost a full year went by. And I remember, I hadn't planned to leave. I had been unhappy. with the situation that we were still finding ourselves in and I just blurted it out I mean I mean cheating on you for a year which really wasn't true it was like I had done it a year ago and had mentally been cheating on him uh, for a year by not giving him my full attention and heart because that was all I could think about and he is that oh you can you're gonna end that right now and I'm like no 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 Uh, I have been in a I have been in a uh, place of Quiet, considerate, and almost polite request to figure this out with you. And we've gotten nowhere. And this is a vital and important part of our lives. And we shouldn't have to live this way without that part. And he's like, okay. I said, okay. Let's do this in a uh, amicable way. And we did within two months. 
had uh, wrote up an agreement, and that was our marriage. It was over. And I'll never forget standing in front of the courthouse waiting to go in and having people that had been working with me on a project drive by and honk their horns like, yay. And I thought that was really kind of disrespectful. And of course, I went back to work and had moved out and went to the woods and was traveling back and forth to work and I found an apartment to live closer to work and my son and he hated it there as any child would and I didn't know what to say to my own kid. Like, what did I, what did I just do? And meanwhile, all this other stuff is happening, like, you know, every old boyfriend is popping up out of nowhere. And I have been basically paying to have this person that I was told was, you know, everything and every, you know, all this stuff was coming to me like, oh, this is your... person this is the one you've been waiting for everywhere everywhere every everywhere and meanwhile I was like um, well It's kind of not really good relationship <laughs> and acting like a needy crazed ex-housewife I'm sure it was quite the thing and Everything was kind of just 
insanely pushing me towards obsessiveness over this relationship with art and music and and you've got to move and the job situation just opened up like you want to move to the woods? Great. And I found myself almost feeling like I was gonna implode from it. Love, this love, this love, love, love is coming in. Let it in. Let it in. Let this love in. This is everything you asked for. Let this in. And everything in my being, everything in my uh, teaching of what relationships were supposed to be like was saying, well, something's not right um, because this relationship isn't healthy and it's not giving you what you need. But it's everything you just asked for. It's everything you asked for. So what's the problem? And I thought, well, that wasn't really what I was asking for. I was asking for. <laughs> I was asking for everything. <laughs> I was asking for security and financial stability and camaraderie and friendship and trust. And well, everything you can't have everything, so if you want this other stuff, you can have that or you can have that. And I thought, well, I wanted this other stuff for so long, I think I'll just stay with wanting that. And found my true nature to really kind of be at odds with itself which is the reality of a real committed relationship isn't you know is not based on on sex it's not any relationship you've ever had or anyone's ever had that's based just on that is lying if they told you that it worked out and they were happy and I soon found myself in a place that I was fighting against two sides of myself where 
I wanted all this other stuff that was made of a fantasy type world and this other stuff that was based upon value and tradition and familiarity and I just soon found myself enraptured in this idea that all this other stuff could turn into those things eventually because that's what was being fed to me and I was eating it up and eating it up and eating it up and really ramping myself up to think, oh, wow, well, I, I made all this happen so I can make the rest of this happen. And so at some point it got to be almost... uh crazy because I was I was making decisions based upon my need to keep this person in my life not based upon the fact that they were good for me or that they were actually going to be fruitful and produce a long-term relationship or anything you know anything of that nature I hope one day that like I can laugh at all this and and say, hey, you know, I hope you're I really think that your life can be something really meaningful because I do believe that about this person and that they had such wonderful qualities that when developed into something positive will be extremely uh, productive if that is how he takes his life um, and does good things with it um, and that is all I would hope for and that's all I really hoped for was that um, this as much as of a learning experience as it was for me, maybe would see this as a, as a reason to commit to a good, wholesome life that was dedicated to someone he really does love and finds a relationship with. And that, I hope... Um, he has the capacity to do that because that's all you ever want for people that you share compassion and love for.
everything that I was experiencing was a unveiling of things that have always been in the world that I never really noticed or picked up on. And I was interpreting them to mean that they were just happening to me because I was extremely powerful in my capacity to ask and receive. Even talking about this now scares me because I do not wish for anybody else to make the same mistakes. I think that's been my biggest concern <laughs> about being transparent and learning where this all comes from. And how it comes from other people experiencing it before us. And that pattern and that existence of that pattern is not something you have any control over. I've come to learn that. Uh, and so... The idea of my experience negatively impacting anyone else, especially anyone who has children, is terrifying to me. Not in the fact that you... don't learn some very important things about who Jesus is and how he suffered for us and what he did for us It makes you makes you realize (laughs) 
what really uh, it's all about. And how some people get it and know to avoid it. Some people don't. They don't know what to do or how to. respond because they missed that part of their upbringing I uh, think that when it comes to transparency, as I became aware and had had more things said to me and listening to someone else I immediately felt remorse I thought, what have I done? And all I could think of was how devastated I was to find any evidence of transgressions and after the fact, after months, even years of doubt and feeling insecure, I reacted in a way that said all this needs to go <laughs> and it didn't help the fact that it, you know I had to go and do a walk of shame and admit that I was a adulterer
And it felt like the whole world was also conspiring to not only bring me on this <laughs> wonderful ride, but that it was giving me a chance at redemption. And I could take that chance. And not chance, but take the opportunity. And be redeemed. But... No ticky, no shirty. No ticket, no shirt. And I didn't have a ticket. And the whole wide world came crumbling down. And my belongings became flooded. I lost my job. And had to move again. And also embark on a process that in my heart of hearts was supposed to be about teaching what I knew forward, but I didn't know enough, and I didn't know whether it was going to be good or bad. And so I needed to study. And I throughout that process I was like the student I had always been. Half engaged and half believing that I was not The specimen in which this promise gets laid out before us that I, because I didn't have the experience under my belt of knowing what to do or how to do it or wasn't 
receiving that except the guidance was all around me in about 50 different languages and was a recipient of trying to understand where and what my role was in all of it. And what I found was that I was in a role that was minor because of my lack of introductory material and the dad those times when I had been given what others believed was an opportunity to really learn, I chose a selfish path that didn't involve God. And I mean, it did in a way that I don't think that I had found myself in a place during those times of my life where I took that time and did selfish, terrible things. I always was trying to do the right things and was working hard at keeping a house and a home and a family and our life together and <laughs> soaking up too much then sometimes but that's what I needed so I guess in the contextual sense I wasn't putting my nose to a book but I was still experiencing life and interpreting and understanding people and understanding the transient nature in which societies move when they experience these things that are related to this book. The mind can compartmentalize and say, Oh, yes, remember this experience and remember that person's experience. Remember when you met this person and when you experienced that. They were all going through their journey to get to the place that they were determined to go. And... Not ever correlating the two, per se, to an actual book or portion of 
the word. But those experiences, surely, just like being in my book group and having those women in my life who were committed to gathering once a month to discuss literature of all kinds were uh, paramount in putting the pieces of the puzzle together and having all of those pieces and seeing them and putting them all together to see the keys that we are given it makes sense to know that the whole point of what (laughs) we are meant to do and be on this earth is a community and a family and a brotherhood of man and woman and to not be bad neighbors or friends but to be love and to show people the way and some people do that by having a platform like this and some people do it by just having good deeds and giving and being charitable and being of service in other ways and so everyone does their part and for some reason because it is difficult to admit your mistakes and your transgressions and the things you've done that have hurt other people it creates a sense of confusion as to not knowing what to do why would you know why would anybody want to have their Laundry aired over and over again. But at some point, you have to come to realize that, guess what? That laundry is uh, everybody else's laundry. Everyone else has 